0: Hey, drama listeners, Connor and I are still away on our London vacation, but we have an amazing episode for you right now with the wonderful Gideon Glick. You know him. You love him. He's been in Spring Awakening, Little Shop of Horrors, To Kill a Mockingbird, as well as so many different movies and TV shows. Oh, I also forgot to mention Significant Other, which we get so into with Gideon. This is one of my new favorite episodes. He is such a star. He is such a gem as well. And if you love this episode, please feel free to give us a rating, maybe leave a nice review, or if we have a Patreon where for just $5 a month, you can support us on the podcast, help us to continue to bring you great content, as well as get a little extra bonus goodies for yourself, such as close friends posts on our Instagram story, as well as some bonus episodes on our Patreon feed, which is a whole separate dedicated podcast line for you all to continue to stay up to date with all the drama. All right. Let's get on with the show and introduce you all to Gideon Glick.
1: Press play. Curtain of an hour in. It's time to take in the shade and tea to spill. Ooh, drama! Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got an on-the-option? No, I'm not. Well, what star will we talk to today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. drama Drama. welcome to drama a podcast that covers theater pop culture love
0: and life i am connor mcdowell and i am dylan mcdowell and at the release of this episode you and i are going to be in london oh my god at long
1: last except this was a very spontaneous trip so i i can't believe it's coming i got so many recommendations i posted on my instagram story like anyone have any last minute london recs i have never received more dms in my entire life i think everyone's been to london i guess <laughs> it was everyone told told me we need to go to dishoom this like amazing indian restaurant so we made a reservation and other than seeing cabaret and a streetcar named desire starring paul mescal or is it Mescal? i don't know
0: i think it's Mescal.
1: Mescal. yeah like the like, like a, like a the mezcal alcohol. tequila yeah
0: delish but i'm so excited what else do you want to do when we're there (laughs) i want to i feel like this is the trip of a lifetime since we're gonna be there for so long always that we need to do all of the things we've always wanted to do like museums parks shopping gay bars gay i'm planning on falling in love i think this could happen for you do
1: you think i should jump on like hinge tinder bumble grinder scruff
0: sniffies and just kind of like you're looking what, for like, love in all the wrong places, but you never know. <laughs> I think no, because my friend... you're a hopeless romantic, you'll meet someone just more casually, like in a bookstore. Okay.
1: Oh, fun. Yeah. Well, my friend told me that his trick to traveling is just like hop on Grindr and be like, where are the fun gay spots to go to here, no matter where he goes. And I guess he always just gets responses. They're like, oh, there's this fun party at this tonight or go to this drag show here, which I feel like that's a fun hack, right?
0: To like get it from the locals, the local trade. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And I feel like London, like New York is sort of a melting pot of people from all over the place. So I feel like we're going to meet a lot of different European tribes, so to speak. Oh my God. I can't wait.
1: So this episode's probably going to come out while we're there yeah. to our
0: listeners. Yeah. And...
1: I can't wait for our listeners to hear it because I am even just like you said, even just hearing our guest's voice, it really evokes a feeling. You know, suddenly I'm I'm 13 sitting in the back of my mom's car. The Spring Awakening cast recording is playing on the CD player. And I'm not quite sure I want her to hear the word of your body reprise, but it's Mm.
0: playing and it's happening. It's happening. And you know what, Connor, I'm sitting I'm sitting beside you.
1: You are. Mm-hmm. In this in this mm-hmm. sense memory, you are. Yes. Mm-hmm. You really
0: are. Absolutely. Wow, what a moment. Yeah, when he came on and said hello, I felt a chill of of nostalgia similarly, but also excitement. Because this is a I dream know. guest. We've been getting so lucky lately.
1: I know. Shout out to Max Jenkins for having
0: Max Jenkins.
1: I'm gonna get it going here. Let's do it. Our guest today is a Tony Award-nominated actor, as well as an accomplished singer and new author. He's perhaps best known to audiences as the endearing Ernst in the original Broadway cast of Spring Awakening, or for his awards-nominated work as Dill in Aaron Sorkin's Broadway adaptation of To Kill a Mockingbird. Other onstage credits include leading one of our favorite shows, Significant Other, which we're going to get into, both on and off Broadway, for which he was nominated for a Drama League Award, Spider-Man, Turn Off the Dark, Speech and Debate, Little Shop of Horrors as Seymour, Into the Woods in the Park, The Harvest, Wild Animals You Should Know, and more. His inimitable voice and charm have also made memorable turns on television in the other two season two, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel as Alfie and the latest American Horror Story, New York City as Cameron. Additional appearances include The Good Wife, The Detour, Elementary, Devious Maids, Wallflowers, and more, as well as in films such as Ocean's 8, Marriage Story, White Noise, Speech and Debate, the newly streaming The Pale Blue Eye, and Spring Awakening Those You've Known. He's also the co-author of Give My Swiss Chards to Broadway, the Broadway lover's cookbook alongside Adam D. Roberts, which is available to purchase. Please welcome this dream guest to drama, Gillian
0: Glick! Hello, <laughs> hi
2: Gideon. Have we hyped you up too much? I'm. Uh, I I don't think I can live up to it. Okay. I'll be honest. Are you shy now? Always. <laughs> I always start shy, but then I don't end up shy. Anymore. Okay. Okay.
0: I like that. I like that about you. That's interesting. Then that you've you've played some shy characters too. Yeah.
1: Um. Huh. Wait. Okay. So the listeners can't see it, but you are rocking a mustache, which I th- I love. I, am. I love a stash.
2: Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. What inspired it? Well, I had long hair for a bit. And then I cut it and I have always wanted a mustache. I actually was just in London and I forgot my razor. Oh. Um, I have, I have Rex for you guys, but okay, we can good. do that off the good good. Um And I forgot my razor. And so it was the longest I'd gone without shaving in a long time. And I thought, oh, this feels like a, a natural fit. I'm also, um, I'm about to write on a television show, which I've never done before. And so I won't be acting for a bit. And so I thought, oh, this might be a nice time to experiment. That is so fun. Two questions. We're going to talk about
0: that TV show for a lot too in a second. Does it grow anywhere else, or it does, did you get like a a beard type situation, or does it just grow yes. up or lip? Okay.
2: No, no. It, it, I had a beard and then I, I okay. shaved it. Um, but it's patchy. I'll yeah,
0: admit. yeah. That's okay. We can't all be like me.
2: No, <laughs> sorry. Well, here's a question, Connor. Can you grow hair the same as Dylan?
1: I am so happy you asked because I've gone two days without (laughs) shaving and I didn't shave before this and I was wondering if you'd notice. I can see. I have a filter on. Gideon, you're generous (laughs) as hell. But we're cutting that. Um, (laughs) But no, yeah, I've only ever gone a week before and I posted on my Instagram once and I received almost as many DMs as I did about my London recommendations, which was people (laughs) saying like, keep the beard, keep the beard. But because it grows pretty fast.
2: I, that's right. I did that with the mustache. I, I outsourced. I crowdsourced. Wow. And it, it, it gave me the uh, the strength.
0: Was it mostly gay men um, who replied to you? <laughs> it was. Yeah. Now, what does your husband think?
2: He vacillates. Okay. So sometimes he likes it. Sometimes he thinks it's disgusting. Yeah, so, that's okay. um, I'm in this place right now because of the writing gig. Where I'm like, oh, I can do whatever I want for myself. Totally. And that's a really nice place to be.
1: Wait, also, you look jacked
2: yeah when did oh, this happen well thank you i guess the pandemic we had so much mm. free time yeah <laughs> i think
0: actually when we talked to max and sass goldberg they yes. both acknowledged that you've had this sort of like renaissance of becoming a muscle guy is that the uh, right word a twonk a twonk i like twonk <laughs> i don't know if we kept it in the episode or not to save you why didn't
2: you that's good advertising <laughs> I,
0: I, oh, right. we might have we, we like to do that kind of stuff on here in case the person's listening and then they <laughs> <laughs> you know say hey i want to come on the podcast <laughs> wait what are you writing on can you say
2: i actually don't know if i'm allowed to say because it hasn't been announced but is but it a comedy i think it is a comedy yes it'll be like an hour-long mm. comedy it'll be a new series a new series okay and it's on a streamer it's on a streamer wow okay. is, is it
1: starring anyone we know and
2: love i don't think it's cast yet oh, oh wow. so you're writing like before this is a new show it hasn't started yet. okay That's really, that's interesting
1: to me. I actually recently heard that that Showtime show, I Love That For You, Mm -hmm. they completely wrote all of season two already before it's even been picked up. So it's ready to go. Is that like a common thing?
2: My friend wrote on the Sandman Netflix series, and they did the same thing. So they wrote the first two seasons, and then the second season was kind of just lying in wait until they, they found out that they got greenlit or not. Well, that's so exciting. How did this job come to be? It's a, a creator that I worked for, and then you know, during the pandemic, I started writing a lot more and working out. And <laughs> they read my writing, and then it just kind of had a natural, a natural flow to it.
0: Okay, including your cookbook. I don't know
2: if they read my cookbook. No. <laughs> how did that come
0: to be because it's it's a fabulous idea and i love the <laughs> title you. i must admit yeah
2: well the, t- the title is funny because it, it, i people can't really say it without like making some form of face which i mm-hmm. i i think is really funny again it came out of board during the pandemic my friend adam roberts is a an amateur chef and food blogger and we sort of discussed the idea i Originally, I had an idea that maybe it was a, a a kid's book about a pizza who was a Broadway star named Bernadette Pizza, and then we would follow her exploits. But then we naturally thought, oh, this just feels like an untapped territory and might be interesting. And part of it was seeing if if it was possible. And then it was. Yeah.
0: Now, are these recipes that you all made up? Adam did. Adam did. Okay. Yes. Okay.
2: I, I tested them, though.
0: Yes, chef. Nice. Yes, chef.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> did you get to do like any promo for the book, or like you know sign any copies anywhere, or do anything? Yeah, fun? yeah.
2: We did something at the drama bookshop. They've been really nice and generous, and we did you know a little bit of of like morning local morning television but wait that's fun yeah it was fun New York one did they make you do like a food demo or anything like that no God God forbid if Adam was there we would have him do that but I I we kind of said that I was like the idiot tester so that if I could get through it then then the general public could too look at you
0: Renaissance man you're a writer you're an actor a muscle daddy I'm (laughs) kind of sad that you're not going to be on the stage anytime soon but we're going to get into all the things that you've done that the reasons that Connor and I adore you but before we do we kind of like to meet our guests where they're at and I'm just kind of curious are you well I am well that's very
2: kind of you to ask yes yeah yeah,
0: yeah. where do we find you today
2: literally today
0: yeah mentally
2: not physically. in the metaphorical um yeah oh, we could go there if you want no I'm good I'm good I'm in a very productivity efficiency Mode right now. I start the writer's room in two weeks, so I've been kind of doing a lot of research for that, which has been fun. Kind of feeling like I'm in college again. Um, um, I've been going to the performing arts library, which I'm a I'm across the street from. I'm going there every day and reading and yeah, yeah. I've been in, I'm in a, I'm in a good place. Oh, now what what brought you to London recently? Well, my brother lives in London. Oh, cool. So we went for a couple. you know we went to see some theater our friends were in some shows so i wanted to see that um we had a couple friends who were going as well so we kind of crisscrossed our trips and then the cherry on the uh on the cake was was seeing my brother and so we stayed a couple days with my brother uh with him and his wife and it was really fun oh that sounds great any theater recommendations yes so i would say my neighbor totoro you know about my neighbor? i, I think own. it's going
0: to be closed like the weekend we week go
2: oh that's such a bummer
0: but i love the film
2: yeah um i think it's going to come to new york though so that's okay good so that's cool but i mean the spectacle of it was was pretty was really
0: moving yeah the pictures that i saw online oh, were strange. just like yeah chills. burn city
2: amazing. burn city was fun too burn city is like the new sleep no more it's kind of oh. it's the story of of helen and troy and i didn't realize how sexy it was though so i, oh, I kind of oh. I, going with my brother and his wife was a little a little odd <laughs> i wish my husband had, t- had told me Did you, have you guys seen sleep no more because i hadn't seen sleep no more i only saw it on the episode
1: of gossip girl when they went there years ago
2: right it's very erotic <laughs> yeah right. i
0: know that someone's in a bathtub at some point point.
2: and sleep no more yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, this one was, I was shocked. So oh was it sort gosh. of like the Brad Pitt Troy movie? <laughs> it was nothing like that, no. No, okay. <laughs> By that I mean it it's like
0: oiled up men, muscly men in like sandals?
2: I mean, it was a lot of guys in like, no, because it's like, it takes, uh, it doesn't oh, take place okay. in the era. So it's, it's sort of like, I don't know what era it was. It was sort of in like a... An, a nether era so it kind of had a an amalgamation of of okay. styles and so forth and men with mustaches
0: oh i'm okay. going yeah connor's soul. so going. we're gonna do that
2: for sure <laughs> someone
1: did dm me and say oh you have to go to burnt city or see burnt city
0: i think it's burnt city yeah. that's so fun we're gonna be staying in like adjacent to soho because we were told that's like the super gay area and if right wanna, like, right End the night at bars. We should stay somewhere walkable because the tube doesn't run after a certain time. And
2: yeah, like Soho is sort of like the kind of Chelsea Hell's Kitcheny vibe. If you go more east, like Shoreditch, and one one place to go to is it's it's called Horsemeat Disco. It's not the same as the Horsemeat Disco okay. here, which is a little bit more yeah. circuity. Um, yeah. It's a it's Horsemeat Disco at the Eagle. Also different than the Eagle here. But, um, <laughs> they do it once a week, and I found that to be really really fun okay okay fair and, and, and a nice like it was i found london uh, oddly it was eclectic so there would be like 60 year old women there and people all different kinds of people which i found really really fun
1: i'm That's so excited just, oh my god i know it's gonna be great okay enough about london gideon something else we do like to ask all of our guests is about their ring of keys moment that moment they realized that they loved the arts maybe it was a production you were in or saw TV show you're watching, a book you're reading, could be anything. Do you feel like you had that moment, or maybe even moments that made you realize you wanted to do this?
2: Yeah, I think like a defining moment for me was seeing Bernadette Peters in Gypsy. Uh, That was. Did you guys get to see that? You might be too young. No, only on the only on the
0: Tony Awards. Well,
2: here's what's incredible about that Tony Award performance is first of all, it's exquisite, but also it's almost so good that every time you see it it kind of feels like she's doing it live and like, it's kind of different. Like it's, I, I I think mm. she's just so phenomenal and like, so in the zone there. And that's what I saw on Broadway. And I thought, Oh my God, I can't believe it can be like this.
0: Wow. Now, which of her big songs is your favorite? You know, some say like, like Patty LuPone, like Rose's turn is her, her, her moment. Or I think a lot of people agree that some people is Bernadette's. I mean, some people's her. really
2: great, but so is her Rose's turn. I mean, okay, I don't like to pick favorites.
0: <laughs> okay okay yeah why are we ranking our favorite actresses oh, like we shouldn't be lifting I them know. up
2: not bringing them down mm. right mm. so
1: i love that so was that like the first thing you saw on broadway or
2: no i i was really lucky because i grew up in philadelphia my mom was a big theater fan and so we would come in a lot, and also I started acting really young, so she knew that was something I liked. But that was one defining moment where I thought, oh God, I I knew I already wanted to be a part of it, but that's where I, I thought, oh, I, I didn't know it could be this good, and if it can, I I have to do this.
0: And that was at the Schubert, right? Oh my God, was it? I think it was, because then obviously you ended up there. You're right. You know, In your most oh, yeah. recent Broadway outing. Should, should, I, I, do do even put should I do a quick Google? I'll find out. I'm pretty sure it was. I'm sure Dylan's um, right yeah you know me I'm i'm always i'm <laughs> theaters and they i'm obsessed with like where shows played i don't know what it is like i'm always like oh theater is open where's something gonna go well, it's so
2: cool i mean it's also like the history it's so it's in the walls and in the seats and on the stage yeah. i think it's so neat
1: it was at the schubert dylan was right i should have just trusted he was thank correct you. thank you so then how old were you when you were in spring awakening
2: I was 17. So my senior year of high school, we did it off-Broadway. I believe I turned 18 during it. It was in June. So maybe we were done. I'm not sure. And then 18 was Broadway. Oh my God. Okay. Now, is there is
0: the rumor true that you were the final piece of the puzzle to the Broadway cast?
2: Um, I don't know if that was the final piece. They did a workshop and... So what happened was uh, I was originally up for Moritz for that workshop. And that's how I kind of got to know everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then they did a big workshop at Baruch. And then after the workshop, they dropped some people and then brought some new people in. And so I was one of them. But Skyler, I believe Skyler wasn't in the workshop and then came in. Um, so I don't think that rumor is true.
0: Okay. okay. We're debunking. I, Uh, You know, Connor and I collect Spring Awakening cast members on drama like in Infinity Gauntlet. Wait, so who said it? Um, I thought I heard it on on another podcast. Or was it on Spring Mm -hmm. Awakening, those you've known the documentary?
1: No, no, it (laughs) wasn't. (laughs) To that point, much has been said. I mean, on this podcast, also in the doc. And Gideon, you weren't in the doc enough. I get that they were pinpointing a few of the <laughs> stories. What was left on the cutting room floor of you that you wish that people could have seen in that documentary? Which was my favorite film of 2022 by far.
2: Oh, I'm glad you yeah. liked it. Um, <laughs> what was left on the cutting room floor? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, uh, I'm i not quite sure. I mean, we, we did a little bit of interviews, but the interviews consisted mostly of, of, of the main folks.
0: Yeah, so. which I was, of course, delighted by because, you know, Connor and I are obsessed. But there was all those interviews at that, that Irish pub that y'all hang out at afterwards.
2: oh yeah. There <laughs> yeah was like
0: these like boots on the ground sort of up close Gen damiano interviews at the end
2: <laughs> i'll be honest i don't remember ever being at that pub so really i don't know where, I don't know where that pub from. So. <laughs>
0: i thought it was like this prolific locale that y'all would go to after the show no
2: i feel like we went to like vintage all the time oh, okay We're not not that probably That's gone now, we, isn't maybe it? Maybe we did, and I, I forgot. Yeah, it's gone. Sad.
0: Well, you also weren't 21, Gideon, so... Well, that's why we went to Vintage, rest in peace. Oh, y'all had, had to be go. sneaky. Okay, here's another rumor I need to... I need confirm oh, my God, Dylan,
1: tonight. you're being, like, <laughs> salacious journalism today. I love it.
2: These are fun. They're I fun like it. questions. Oh, I know.
0: <laughs> did you live with Leah Michelle?
2: I did. Yes, yeah, so... Okay, so going back to that workshop, so because I was up for Moritz, I was paired up with Leah and Jonathan a lot, um, and so I got to know Leah through that process. We also had a mutual friend, Molly Ephraim, who I grew up with. They did Fiddler on the Roof together. And so Lee and I became AIM friends throughout that process. And then when I got the part of Ernst, she asked me if I wanted to live with her because she knew that I was from Philadelphia. And so, for the majority of the off-Broadway production I lived with her. And what was your AIM name? (laughs) Um, I think it was, oh no, I can't say it because it's become a a password. Oh, okay, I love that. I love that you've honored the legacy of that. My password for my AIM though was Mm -hmm. dogs with a Z are awesome. With just an (laughs) R or A-R-E? A-R-E, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. That is so wholesome. It was wholesome
0: so you've always loved dogs did you have one growing up then
2: oh yeah yeah we always
0: had okay because because you you're not alone in the room right
2: now i'm not and i'm constantly petting this dog and i,
1: know it I love it wait do you
2: remember leah's aim name <laughs> i do but i also don't know if i can reveal that oh uh, okay of her, like whatever whatever
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah you don't want to love have her you spot. have you
0: gotten to see her in funny girl twice oh my god so unreal she's incredible you went with Max, right?
2: Uh, Yeah, the second time I went with Max.
0: Okay. I think maybe the performance of last season, even though it was at, or this season, but it's from last season's show.
2: It's confusing.
0: It is. It is a little bit, but so cool.
1: Okay, wait. So, so much has been said about Spring Awakening, but do you have like a favorite memory or something you remember about the experience, whether it was off-Broadway or on, that you just look back and smile on? Yeah, I mean,
2: I think the off-Broadway experience was just so exciting because we were so young and it wasn't about it wasn't a commercial run yet. And so it just kind of felt like this magical summer camp with these very interesting talented people. And so that whole experience and also that was my first time in New York, living in New York. And so that was I mean, I how do you how do you beat that? I know, right?
0: Now who who were you closest to in the company?
2: It always you know it shifted because we were together for a while, but like Leah at first, and then uh, Lauren became a very close friend. And then I ended up being best friends with Johnny and Jen Damiano. But Johnny and I lived together actually by the end of the run. So I was kind of, I was kind of going through that whole cast.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Did you date anybody in the cast? I never
2: dated anybody. No. You never did? No. No. I named somebody that worked at the Atlantic, though, um, when we were at the Atlantic. Oh, my God. God. You were were so young. You were
0: out young. And then all my research on you, you came out at like 12 or 13.
2: Yeah, I was 12 years old. That is so wild.
1: Did you know before then, or did you kind of realize it at that age? And you were like, "Oh, I'm. I think this is what I am." Because for me, it was like when I was twelve or thirteen. I think that's when I was finally able to put the vocabulary to it. Like, "Oh, being gay is what I am." But it took me like seven or eight years more to come out. So
2: I kind of had an idea around like really second grade. I had a. I always had crushes on boys or their dads. And so it that, that was like a, a strong feeling. And obviously it was a little bit, it was nascent back then. And so I didn't really know what it was and I couldn't put words to it. But then I think by 12, I was pretty, pretty confident. The, the, the story goes that we didn't have Showtime and Queer as Folk had just come out. And my mom's best friend, my mom uh, works in, the, uh, she's a scholar of the media and her best friend slash mentor was kind of the leading scholar of homosexuality in the media. And so he had taped all these episodes of Queer as Folk. And so I then kind of bargained my, Sexuality and coming out with this demand for seeing the show. And so it was really just a transactional uh, <laughs> transactional thing. It wasn't like a, oh, I'm so glad I got this off my chest. I, I didn't care. I just really wanted to see gay sex. Oh my God. <laughs> that is what? so funny. Isn't the famous
1: character on that Brian something? Yes.
2: Oh my God. I had such a crush on Brian.
1: He's so cute. He was controversial, though, right?
2: Well, he was an asshole. He was, so, okay, like an anti hero. He was definitely an anti hero, but he was so sexy. <laughs> that, that's why he was controversial. He yeah. was also like dating he was also like dating a seventeen year old. I mean like the just the character Justin was oh. a senior in high school. So i'm also like m- maybe perpetuating some some bad stories. And
0: you wish that was you. You wanted to be that character.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So bad They kinda did that on the new queerest folk, which on Peacock I watched I binged it.
2: Binge- did you watch it? yeah i really liked it just it was also there's a nostalgic pull to it so i i liked how they kind of flirted with the original a bit
1: yeah and they almost did it with like i guess the brian character's surrogate in the reboot dating the high school kid but it never
0: actually happened he was like not into it right yeah i'm trying to remember uh, all the details sure. it was just sort weird. of into it yeah. yeah oh okay i'm sad um, i didn't get a second season because i did hear good things but so mm-hmm. it goes okay wait and i also remember reading that your mom is from ohio she is. Because we're Ohio boys. We grew up in Cleveland.
2: Oh, my mom's from Bexley.
0: Okay, so I know Bexley because I now live in Columbus. So that's a neighboring suburb.
2: I got it, got it. There's a good group of um you know, like John Riddle, Max Chernan, I think Ben Fankhauser. I think they're all from the same Ohio
0: area. If you if you say Ben Fankhauser, then yes, they're from like the Cleveland area. It's called Chagrin Falls.
2: Oh yeah, Chagrin. My my aunt uh-huh. lives Chagrin.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's something in the water in, in Ohio with all of us Broadway babies. You know, me too. <laughs>
2: um, anyways. Okay. So you come out at 12 years old. I came from a very, very liberal family. So um, both my parents did not care, but they they didn't have a problem with it.
0: That's that's very lucky in many ways. And then your big, first big role that many people know you for is like a gay character as well. Or do you view Ernst as gay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Yeah. Some people are like, "Oh, he was just taken
2: advantage of by." No, I don't even think taken advantage of. I think he was. I think he was in love with him. I think uh, he was so was, into it. Yeah, he was so into it. I don't. I don't think it was manipulated by it. I mean, I think Hanshan's manipulative, but I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think there was a lot of agency there.
1: Totally. What was it like to revisit the show and your castmates and everyone involved in doing the reunion and documentary?
2: It was very powerful. I think you know it's, it had been so long and. Having done a lot since then, I kind of like it, it. It's a part of me, but it wasn't like it was just the beginning. So I, I don't really, I don't sit with it that much. Um, and then kind of being able to revisit it and seeing how how good it was, but also how how special the experience was, and also how much it affected other people. I think that for me was really meaningful and and made me kind of reinvest in it in a way that I I hadn't in a while.
1: Wow. Yeah, oh, that's, cool. that's awesome. Well, speaking of things that meant a lot to people, we got to see you in Significant Other in, was that 2017 it was on Broadway? Oh so, yeah. Yeah? Oh my God, Gideon, I remember sitting there. First of all, you gave a tour de force performance. Out of this world, the fact that you did not get nominated for a Tony will forever be one of my greatest snubs. I seriously mean that. But I remember watching it on stage and it was a portrayal of a gay man in a way that I had never seen before on stage, maybe even in film just in the honesty and sort of how lonely and hopeful he was and, and then not hopeful at times. That was such a great show. Congrats to you on that well, thanks. performance.
2: Thanks.
0: Yeah. I love that during the pandemic y'all did that reading of it as well, that you y'all got to revisit uh-huh. it. Yeah. That was great. It was triggering in many ways, but it was <laughs> you know, anytime I hear because you loved me, I still feel um, weepy.
2: We sang it at our wedding, um, just to just to do a full a full circle. We did a Sass Goldberg actually officiated who played Kiki. Oh, you oh guys know Sass. He did that. Oh yeah, we loved And then we we had cue cards and sang it. Obviously, significant other was a, a, a momentous thing for me. I met my best friend Sass during that. I also I'd met my husband and at that point boyfriend three months before we started pr- production off Broadway. And so for me, that kind of felt like a a really, a really big time for me. Uh, interpersonally and then obviously professionally and that show is just really truly dear to my heart it's the first time I'd ever kind of felt so seen before um and felt oh this is this is dialogue that represents me and and my friends and things that we're struggling with and it was really an incredible incredible experience
0: oh I'm so glad it it made it to broadway i know it had a really celebrated off broadway run um the performance that connor and i were at and we did tell sass this there was sort of like this um dating game that happened mm-hmm. yeah that
2: was towards, yep. we there, yeah, was towards the end and
0: we were there yeah towards the end and we were there um <laughs> in the front row because we had rushed tickets to see it and <laughs> it was a wild it was a wild <laughs> night at the theater
2: yeah, I think that was like a last-ditch effort to keep us open. So they're like, "Oh, what's this uh, dating game thing?" And it I was cute. Like, I don't think we ever did it again.
0: Well, I feel like I was part of a big <laughs> moment, you know, marketing effort. Why not? That's Joshua Harmon,
2: right? Yeah, incredible, incredible playwright.
0: So so brilliant. Have you done any of his other works?
2: No, I did a reading of Skin Tight for him back in the day.
0: Oh, the Adina Menzel vehicle. The Adina Menzel vehicle. <laughs>
2: What what an incredible experience that was. I know. I mean, as a big rent head, that was, it was so funny that there was a moment in it where she kind of stopped herself because she was like, oh my God, am I coming off a certain way? And we were like, oh no, that's like, it's truly, it's truly perfect. I I think she was worried that she was coming off jappy. And Ah. no, that's literally the, that's the point. And she was so so
0: charming in it. Were you the son? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked that play. I actually really liked that play too. The uh, that hot guy that they had in the <laughs> that played was he like a young boyfriend of the dad or something like that? What was that the whole twist or the? Yeah, well, I
2: don't think there was. A, it wasn't like really a twist. It was okay. Just the, the the grandfather was dating a guy that was the same age as his grandson. That's yes. The grandfather was I think in kind of like a Calvin Klein figure. So it's about fashion and beauty and so forth. Didn't you also dip your toes in the directing? Yeah, I staged a reading of, okay. of a new musical that was sort of a um a satire of about <laughs> about gun control. Um, but it was sort of like a a, a musical a la it, it kind of had a man in chair narrators, and they were talking, they they were the creators, um, the okay. creators of this musical that represented the South. And Hmm. Kind of gun culture, but yeah. It was a nice, interesting experience. Interesting. <laughs>
0: yeah. Is that something you were interested in doing more of, directing?
2: Um, maybe. My husband thinks that's where I'm heading. Okay. I, I don't know. Like writing's kind of the thing right now, but who knows? Life is long.
1: Totally. Now, okay. So I mentioned that you were definitely snubbed for a Tony for a Significant Other. You did get nominated for To Kill a Mockingbird, which, oh my God, Gideon, you were phenomenal in that too. What a great show. I absolutely loved it. And I loved the queer, the the more explicitly queer portrayal of Dill.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what drew me in was, um, especially doing a lot of research that he was based off of Truman Capote and he was this outspoken queer boy in the, in the deep, deep South. And I thought that is fascinating and also takes a a gigantic amount of courage to to be that way. I like that he was somebody who kind of spun big tails as a way to kind of protect himself. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that, I mean, for all intents and purposes, Harper Lee was probably a lesbian and that um, she never was outspoken about it. But doing research, you found out that she had a girlfriend in New York and et cetera, et cetera. So mm-hmm. here you have this like tale of these like lesbian and gay boy in the deep South. And it's one of the most heralded and most read books in America. I just found that that kind of blew my mind.
0: Yeah. Were you called and just offered it or did you have to audition or?
2: I did a three-day reading of it. And then after that, they offered me the part. And then we did um a two-week workshop of it. Maybe once, maybe twice. I don't remember. Okay. And then and then the production.
0: Wow. it It was really such a brilliant reworking of that beloved classic. And what is your favorite memory from that time?
2: Honestly, it was kind of bonding with Celia and Will. I think we we had a really good rapport and I think what we did on stage was it was important that our our bond was was real and connected. But it beyond that it actually was real and connected. And sure. we had this floor which we called the kids the kids floor and so we were all on the same floor and we kind of my favorite memories really were just in between shows we would snuggle up under a under somebody's table and and eat sour patch kids and just kind of talk
0: <laughs> y'all really were that the kids lovely
2: <laughs> they really were the kids
0: did anybody come and see the show that you were like absolutely nervous just to, to meet or
2: oh yeah I mean Michelle Obama Hillary Clinton I mean the opening was wild we had Oprah and Anne Hathaway and Jessica Chastain. Oh
0: my God, my moms.
2: Oh my God, if I only listen to women, that's all yeah. it's like... <laughs> No.
0: <laughs> that's who I would be gagged to meet too. Like, I mean, even obviously the, who was the actor again who played Atticus? Jeff, Brid- uh, Jeff Yeah, Jeff Daniels. I was going to say Jeff Daniels. Yeah. He's a big deal, but like, I'd be more gagged, you know, about Latanya Richardson Jackson or something like oh that.
2: Latanya was, Latanya and I had an incredible moment uh, every night where it was before we went on stage for something, but we'd sit and that's where we would gab and I would kind of cuddle into her shoulder and <laughs> chit
1: chat. Oh, Gideon, I've got to ask you about some of your TV stuff. Okay. Now, most recently we saw you in American Horror Story, oh. <laughs> New York City or NYC. What was it? Who's NYC. NYC? <laughs> N.Y.C. It was my favorite season of American Horror Story since, I mean, in years, in literal years. I thought it was so good.
2: Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that.
0: Yeah, yeah. A little little, um, macabre at times, but you know, macabre. (laughs) (laughs) Your scene in the elevator was horrifying. I mean, it It was was like one of those heart racing.
2: I mean, Jeff Miller was so so good. I. He was so so scary. But, you know, the cast was good. It was a good group of actors and it was a lot of New York theater actors. And that was really that was really fun. And it was fun to be in that era and dressed like that. And I was a big American Horror Story fan. So it was it was really exciting.
0: Yeah, that's That's so so for sure. A uh, breaking news just came in on my phone. I'm sorry to, to say this right now, but Maude Apatow is going to be joining Little Shop of Horrors. She's replacing Lena Hall. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> and um, I I just forgot that we didn't mention that you were in Little Shop for a couple of months there before the pandemic. Oh, yeah. I yeah. yeah. I did
2: mention that.
0: Yeah. Okay. We haven't talked about it, though, in, in any, de- any detail that three of the original Spring Awakening guys were. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Anymore. Yeah. Who's
2: next? Brian Charles Johnson.
0: Hey, why not? Oh, yes. We're randomly
1: Facebook friends. I can't get into it now, but we'll talk about it later. (laughs) All right,
2: let's not get into
1: (laughs) it. Wait, Maude. Okay, Little Shop was like, yeah, the convo around Nepo Babies is huge right now. Let's put one in our show. We need a Nepo
0: Baby to sing alongside Matt Doyle. Wait, four. Four. Yeah, well, he wasn't original.
2: Well, he was original. Well, uh, you're right. He joined
0: right. right before the Tonys, right?
2: Yeah, so he joined the original cast as a swing.
0: He's OG to me in many ways. Yeah. Oh, God, he's he's amazing. I wonder if Maud will be good. Me too. Yeah, that'll be interesting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> did you like being in Little Shop? I loved it. I mean, it was such a good production, and it was nice that I could see that beforehand. Because what I did was, originally, I did two weeks. So basically, Mockingbird ended. Um, I'd rehearsed the last month of Mockingbird, I had a day off, then I did Little Shot for two weeks, and then I got married the day after. So that was like really, truly an insane, that was just crazy. It was crazy. I Nobody can't imagine. That. But then I went back in for two months, and oh, it was such a thrill. I mean, musicals are really scary to me. I hadn't done one since, I think, Into the Woods was the last one I did. Okay. It it was almost like 10 years ago. But it was one of those things where you you know, you actually into the woods and little shop were the two shows growing up. I said, Oh, those are the shows I want to be in. Those are what I want to do. And so that's like why you, that's why you do it. Yeah. It has to, it has to spark something. It's not just a, not just a work.
0: Oh, that's so special. Those are your two bucket list shows. Is there any, anything else that, like dream roles that you would ever want to tackle?
2: Good question. Um, it hasn't no. been
0: written yet. Right. Isn't that what well, people. It always
2: say? The, it shifts, <laughs> or I always forget, or I don't know. It'll, yeah. it'll, It'll kind of it'll appear, is what I think.
0: You'll think of it after we're done talking today.
2: Well, and will go. oh damn.
0: Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, the other two, also an HBO property now. Can Can you say if we'll see you on season? No, you said you're not acting anymore. So you're Jess. Jess, what is your name? Jesse.
2: Uh, Jess. Jess.
0: Jess. Yeah. yeah, not coming back for season three.
2: He's not in season three.
0: Sad. I actually I really yeah. thought y'all were well suited. You and I um. Did too. I, I too. Actually-
2: I secretly thought I was going to come back.
0: They probably have something big planned for Carrie then.
2: Maybe. I don't know. I don't don't know what's going on there. I I love that show though. So I can't wait to watch it.
0: Yeah. That was hysterical. The whole episode with the insta-gay couple. So good. So good. That whole sequence with Constantine and Jimmy Fowley talking about their nicknames for each other.
2: I mean, the insta-gays were so funny, but also like Noah Galvin and son and the son and father was so funny too. How could I forget that?
1: Gideon, have you ever dated an actor? Is, is your husband an actor?
2: No, oh, he's a doctor.
1: <gasps> Ooh. Wait, really? What kind?
2: Uh, he is an internist, hospitalist at Sloan Kettering, the cancer hospital. Oh, that's wow. amazing. Yeah.
0: Wow. Oh my God. Was it a like a blind date?
2: No, we grew up together. We, uh, we went to high school, day camp, and college together. We didn't know each other in any iteration. He was a year above me. He knew who I was because I I came out really young. Yeah, and I was a kid. So we'd never met. And then he was finishing residency at Penn, which is in Philadelphia, which mm-hmm. is where we're both from. And I came home to take care of my mom's dog as it keeps coming back to yeah. love of dogs. Um <laughs> and I was on a fitness kick. Um and I took out a membership at the at the local gym for the week. And that was his gym. He said hi and the rest is history. Wait, oh I God. love that. Yeah, it's pretty wild.
1: Wait, don't they say you've already met the person you're gonna end <laughs> up with by the time you're like a like a certain age in your twenties or something? Well, I, here's
2: what I will say, like I did feel like I, I hadn't met him, but I did feel like I had met him because I, mm. I think we I think we gravitate towards a type and I think we're sort of weeding out until we kind of get to the get to the one that we're looking for. And that's truly how it felt like. And also I, I would say we grew up in the same area, we had similar sensibilities. He loved theater so i i felt like i knew him and that was a really it kind of had a spiritual sense to it
0: oh i would agree that's really special what's his favorite of your roles
2: that's a good question i don't
0: because he's seen he's seen a few of the significant ones then literally significant other yeah I don't, I don't
2: know what his answer would be like he really did oh. the harvest the same hunter play oh, okay um, okay i have no idea what his favorite is
1: He's coming on the pod and we're going to ask him. (laughs)
2: Good (laughs) luck with that. Okay, so we are
1: sadly wrapping up with you, Gideon, but before we close out the ep, we do like to end with a dose of drama. It could be a pop culture recommendation. It could be something you want to promote, rant about, rave about. It could be something that's just on your mind. And today I have something that's on my mind that we haven't recorded since this happened, but Lisa Rinna is officially done on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I feel very complicated about it because although I feel as if her time... Has expired. I do believe she's one of the most iconic housewives we've ever had. She's delivered some of the best moments ever, and I'm sad. I'm sad. When she came in in season five, I really feel like she revitalized the franchise in a big way. And although it turned dark towards the end, I think she lost the plot literally on the show and in her own life. It's always sad to see them go. Now I'm suddenly like, oh wait, don't, don't, don't go, Rena, don't go. But I feel like she'll be back at some point, maybe on a girls trip or something.
0: Are you a, a housewife person at all, Gideon?
2: Um, I'm not. That doesn't mean I wouldn't like it. Because every time I've seen an episode, or even a, I w- I'll watch reunions um, with friends. Mm-hmm. I am like, oh god, why am I not watching this? It is, ab- to, like absolutely captivating. But for some reason, I don't do it. Selling Sunset is strangely my my reality fix.
1: I'm I'm into Selling Sunset. Did you did you dip your toes into Selling the OC?
2: I started it and then I, I pieced.
1: <laughs> not not as good, but I thought it was interesting that the men were involved, like that there was it was a yes. mixed bag of cast members I there.
2: I agree.
0: Connor, I'm sorry about Lisa Rinna. I must also say to our listeners, Connor handles conflict in the same way Lisa Rinna does. <laughs> and it's something that I have seen come alive over the years. And I don't know if Connor learned from Rinna or they're just similar in real life.
2: Maybe Rinna learned
1: from him. exactly (laughs) i don't know if we should put that out there in the world though because she's so
0: controversial but (laughs) well if there's a problem connor just go you know what let's talk about it and it'll just like (laughs) be all aired and it'll be like oh my god like i guess we're jumping into this um my dose of drama is as this is a london aired episode my copy of of... spare by prince harry arrived yesterday and i am so excited to dig into it i feel like it's one of those memoirs that like clips are going around online and whatnot in 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 a way that I don't know if we've seen since Jeanette McCurdy's I'm So Glad My Mom Died memoir. So did you read it? No, it was all sold out at the time. And then I have like a stack of other I mostly actually read memoirs and nonfiction books. And I'm just still making my way through I have Harvey Weiersteins to do. I'm also currently reading Lena Dunham's memoir. So
2: I um I just listen. I like to listen to memoirs, mm-hmm. especially if it is like a you know a performer. Um, Harvey Fierstein is a really good listen. His voice the first half, so fascinating.
0: Kenny and I just taught. had a thought today. I had a thought. <laughs> you and Torch Song.
2: Um, I mean they did Torch Song though. I know, but listen,
0: you have an iconic voice like Harvey does. It would be so it's good.
2: It's a very different voice. <laughs> <So
0: good. laughs>
1: it is a very different voice. Wait, Gideon, were you going to say that you you listened to Jeanette's um, yes,
2: I just, I literally just finished a couple of days ago and I loved it. She's so funny. I mean, I didn't, I'm not, I didn't come from like iCarly um, world, yeah, but yeah. I, uh, so I had no reference to who she was, but she's so candid and funny and thoughtful and I, uh, I really, really enjoyed it. You know what also is a good, a good memoir to listen to? Jessica Simpson.
1: Really? Ooh,
2: okay. It's 11 hours, oh. so it's actually quite long, but I big big wreck it is a fascinating tale
0: do you listen to them at normal speed like is it like a podcast where you can change the speed
2: uh you can but i <laughs> listen to it at normal speed
0: you spent 11 hours with jessica
1: simpson that's yeah, but yeah
2: you know, <laughs> i think i had it i had enough but i <laughs> i but she spun a good tale i mean she's really been through shit hmm.
0: yeah wow i love does it does she talk about um her sister ashley at all she talks
2: about ashley but she talks about john mayer like a lot more
0: oh i didn't know they were okay. a thing
2: oh they were he like he really messed her up
0: he has a long list of of traitors according to taylor swift yeah yeah jenna aniston Katy perry taylor
2: andy cohen
0: anyways (laughs) um you know they say that andy cohen and john mayer have, have hooked up they've explored one another's bodies yeah interesting all right yeah yeah, I don't know. I be-
1: I believe it. We- Gideon, have you ever done Watch What Happens Live?
2: I uh, I did the bartending with Sass when we did Significant Other, but never as a Oh,
0: as a oh that's so that. fun. Gideon, do you have a dose of drama to take us home today?
2: I have a good rave. I just finished um, Fleischman is in Trouble. I, I, did either of you watch that?
0: It's on my list as well. Not yet.
2: Yeah, it's a really strong recommendation. It's um, beautifully acted. Beautifully written, I would say career best from Jesse Eisenberg, Lizzie Kaplan, and Claire Danes. Um, Claire Danes has a very special episode, episode seven, that is seared in my memory. And
0: is it a bottle episode?
2: It's not a bottle episode. Everything kind of weaves into each other, so it's it feels like part of the narrative, but it's mostly her episode. But again, going back to like feeling seen as a mid thirties white. Jewish man in a long-term relationship um this explored what that is like not not in it's heteronormative but it was really really beautifully done um it's based off a book and I would say it's one of the better things I've seen in recent recent memories so I I, I suggest um, everyone go watch it
0: I'm obsessed with binge queen though I like tear through it so quickly and then <laughs> I
2: don't know you know what? we just binge we just finished sorry I'll let you I'll I'll I'm gonna leave, okay. Um no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Interview with a vampire on AMC is so gay and so shockingly gay. And it really again it explores what it means to be in a long term gay relationship. And I also um <laughs> it's not as profound, but it's it's uh it's very fun to watch.
0: I heard it's really good it's and gay. I love the like the the
1: movie from and the forever movie forever ago. The
2: movie's extraordinary.
1: Little Kiki Dunst.
2: It's incredible.
0: Is it Brad Pitt too? Red oh,
2: yeah Tom Cruise, Christian Slater.
0: Yeah, he plays mm-hmm. the interviewer. Mm-hmm. Is there an interviewer in the series?
2: Yeah, it's Eric Bogosian, so it's the same character, but they're like meeting up now, um, again.
0: Oh, oh how fun!
2: It's an interesting spin.
0: Yeah. Okay, I might right. be sold. Um, Gideon, I could listen to your recommendations and just talk to you all day. This was so fun. Thank you for doing this.
2: Of course.
0: You're not on Twitter
2: anymore. I'm not. And I deleted Instagram as well. I didn't destroy my Instagram, but um, well, I was getting tired of Twitter. And then also after the Elon Musk of it all, I was just like, this is a nice opportunity to get out of here. And so yeah, that, and then I don't know, I'm kind of, I don't know how good social media is for our, our little brains. So that's true. I found that my productivity has increased and my concentration has increased by a lot now that I've gotten them off my phone. So that's kind of where I'm at. Right now, I'll be yeah. back. I'll be back on Instagram.
0: Now you can actually go to the library and not be on your phone at the library.
2: I don't even need to bring my phone.
0: Oh, I wouldn't go that no. far, Gideon.
2: <laughs> Let's not get crazy. <laughs> well, people can
1: probably still follow you. So when you come back,
2: yeah, no, I'm, you know, you'll I'm, be there. I'm not done with Instagram. I'm, I will, I will like visit it every couple of days, but it's okay, not, not on my phone and I, I'm kind of trying to using it using it more sparingly.
0: I respect. Yeah. So you're at just Gid Glick, right?
2: yes
1: well thank you for joining us this was so fun what a dream come true you are such a lovely guy and i wish you the best of luck with your writing gig
2: thank you so much it was good to talk to you guys
0: yeah so and everyone fun. should follow us we're at the drama podcast connor's at connor mcdowell i am at dylan mcdowell and connor i will see you next time
1: drama, drama.